space. I'm Kim Kral. Hi, I'm reporting to you not live. Oh God, I'm not in my closet anymore. Oh my God, I've been saying reporting to you not live from my closet for like two and a half years, like two years now. I didn't think about that. Remember a couple of weeks ago when I said I was going to move out of my closet? Well, I did that. And now I'm in my like makeshift office. And um, although I am a lot more comfortable, I, I've been saying reporting to you live from my closet and that didn't dawn on me. Oh my God, guys, I'm going to level with you. I'm fucking raw today. Like... I am just so sad. Um, and that little tiny thing, like that normalcy that I have every week of saying not live from my closet almost just made me start crying. Oh boy. Yeah. It's going to be one of those episodes, friends. Um, yeah, as you know, I, I've lost a couple of people in the last God week and a half. I have a memorial tonight, uh, a memorial for my buddy, dude. Um, if you read my book, he is mullet in my book because um, his name was Dude and I couldn't, I, I, I didn't, I never asked him if I could put him in my book. Like most people, I just like put him in my book and change their name and he knows he's in my book, right? Or he knew he was in my book. Um, but I was like, what's a equally as ridiculous nickname as Dude? And I came up with mullet and I don't, I mean, it's funny, but it didn't, it doesn't give Dude. Uh, so he passed away uh, last Saturday night and tonight is his memorial at a bar I go to a lot and a bar where basically I'm going to see everybody I have ever known since I was like 25 tonight at this bar. And it's, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm the word excited is the correct word. You know, I've just done a lot of changing, I guess, in the last, hopefully, I mean, hopefully everybody did. It's been 15 years, you know? Um, but yeah, dude passed away and I'm really sad. And a couple of days before that, another comedy friend, um, passed away and he wasn't, uh, Brian Marino. He wasn't like my best guy, like comedy friend, but, um, and I hadn't seen him in a few years because of COVID. I haven't seen a lot of people in a few years because of COVID, but, uh, you know, he and I would see each other and we'd, we'd catch up for a half hour or so and we'd always hug and he passed away. And then, uh, you know, Monday night I'm sitting at home and I'm, you know, last Monday night I'm sitting at home and I'm kind of sad. Obviously I'm really sad. I found out dude passed away and it's just like, fuck. Uh, and then this guy on Facebook and I don't know, look, I, I was annoyed then, but it's just like, I think everyone's just doing the fucking best they can, man. I don't know. So this guy, this comic on Facebook writes, uh, someone passed away in the LA comedy scene and it's going to gut everybody. But like, I can't tell anybody yet because we have to, uh, tell the family. And I was like, fuck. And I, you know, I'm just like, I don't know if I can take this. And I, I mean, look, I already went through my whole like feelings about somebody putting something so evasive up on Facebook, but you know, uh, people are doing the fucking best they can. That's all I can. That's the only thing I can do right now. Like I went and got my nails done earlier and oh, what, what happened? Oh God. Uh, my normal, my normal nail lady who's my pedicure lady like I have a lady who always does my pedicures because she's really good with ingrown toenails sorry I have really bad ingrown toenails on both my big toes and, and you know whatever just because I spend most of my life standing up and running and whatever and I met a woman her name is Wendy she's an angel uh she has somehow figured out I think I've mentioned her like 40 times on this podcast I think I mean that's how much I like I love her um so I I um yeah. So I found her, she's an angel and she 
she did my tone. She did my toenails. I don't know, like a year ago for the first time. And I had this really bad ingrown. And every time I'd go anywhere, like it, it's crazy painful for them to cut it out. And sometimes some pet, some nail people just like leave it and pretend they didn't see it. Um, and that sucks. That sucks. It sucks so much more than the digging it out. Right. Cause it's like, then it, it hurt it, whatever. So I met this woman, Wendy, it was just a random, I've been going to this nail place forever. I've never really been picky on who does my nails or my toenails. There is one old broad who's just not, I, I, I felt bad. I asked the owner, um, I was like, I don't want her to do, I mean, I shouldn't call her an old broad, but she's an old broad. Um, I asked her not, I was like, I don't really want her to do my nails anymore. She takes 500 years and it's, they're so bad. Like you look at them and you're just like, but apparently she's really good at giving men pedicures. Like she's good with the men because you don't need to paint whatever. I, I don't like, I don't fucking know. All I know is I felt really bad, but I am so much happier now that that woman doesn't do my nails. Cause it's like a four hour event and you get done and you're like, were you, were your eyes closed anyway? So like she gave me this woman named Wendy who she was like, Oh yeah, she's one of my best pedicurists. And I was like, cool guys. I don't know what, how to describe it, but this angel was able to remove my, ingrown toenail and it didn't hurt at all. And it was like cured. And now ever like, so she's the person I always go to. She's like, come to me forever. And I'm like, done. You're amazing. And she, this week is a little hectic. And so I needed to go in today and she wasn't working today. So I had this other broad and this other broad, she just, I have, you know, like everyone's toes are, you know, where I get, I paint them, you know? So, I mean, I don't have gross toes. Don't think I have gross toes, please. Uh, but, but like, she's like digging it out. It hurts really bad. And then she's like showing it to me, like the ingrown toenail. She shows it to me and she's like, yeah, it's bad. And I was like, yeah, I, I know. I, I know. And then she placed it on top of my toe and then pointed at it. Um, I want to say four or five more times as she was painting my toenails and I like are doing my toenails. Like she's like, look at that. Look at that ingrown. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck? But I also have realized back to what I'm saying. It's just like, everyone's doing the best they fucking can, man. Um, and I'm learning to just pick my battles. Like there's always a time you can fight anybody. Right. So back to the guy who, you know, I don't love that. He put that the way he did on the internet. It was really funny too. Cause there was a, not haha funny, but there was a couple of like more evasive uh, Facebook posts about this person passing. And then a, a good friend of mine was just like, Hey, can we just say this is what happens? This is fucking ridiculous. Like everyone it's anyway. So I sent a screenshot to uh, Ken. You guys know Ken. I used to have a radio show with him. God, he was like, I know who it is but it's going to fucking hurt, dude. It's going to hurt. And I was like, oh, and I, you know, it's kind of funny. Cause I was like, uh, can you call me? Like, you know, you just don't like, I like, I'm like, do I want to delay this and find out in the morning? Do I want to know now? I probably won't sleep if I don't know now, you know? And so, but I'm like, can you call me? I don't know how bad I want to know something that's going to fucking gut me via text. And he's like, I'm in Chicago with one bar in my parents' basement. <laughs> and I was like, all right, just send the text. And it, and it, it was, uh, Cassie Dang. Um, she, uh, she's the reason why there was a Kim and Ken show. She's the reason there's a crawl space. Um, she wasn't a comedian, but she was a, uh, just like a friend of the comedy community. That's the only way I can describe her. Like just a friend of all of ours. Like she just like, uh, like I met her like five years ago. 
maybe six years ago, I just took a sip of water. Sorry. And if you're watching on YouTube, which who knows if you are, I have a hundred videos I need to put up. You guys, I am so, I'm not doing well, man. I'm just not doing well. I'm just, I'm really sad. And it just seems like I can't catch up in the grief, you know? And I have this new job and I'm dealing with this bizarre imposter syndrome, which I'll talk about maybe later this episode or next episode. But like my boss who like loves me is going to be shadowing my first event in like a month on Friday. And I'm like, fuck. Like, so I just, I just, I just feel, I don't know. Honestly, I just want to pause the world and lay in bed for five days. Um, I know that that is depression speaking and I am doing all the things I need to do in order to help it. But I, you know, the universe is not making it easy, man. Uh, Feels like every other week I'm mourning someone I really care about. Um, And I'm still not even over the first couple of one, you know, there's a handful of deaths in the last couple of months. And, you know, a lot of them besides obviously Henry uh, were alcohol and drug related. Um, yeah. So I met, I met Cassie, um, God, all alcohol and drug related in some fashion. And it just, it just really eye opening, And it's really, it's so funny. Cause I talk about my like journey and like not drinking, drinking, you know, and like, not like I'm not sober, but I don't drink as much as I used to, you know, that's why I put the recovering party girl. Cause sometimes I still am a bit of a party girl. Sunday I tied one on during the football game. That was fun. That was a fun it was fun. And then I ran into this guy who I used to have a crush on and is like a, a hardcore Trump supporter. And he was there with his like Democrat friend. So I met his Democrat friend. Um, I don't remember the guy's name at all. Couldn't pick either one of them. I couldn't pick him out of that. Obviously the Trump supporter, I know him, uh, but the friend couldn't pick him out of a lineup. But he was like, he like proudly looked at his friend, the Trump supporter. And he goes, he goes, Kim Crawl has a crush on me. And I was like, oh bro, I had a crush on you. I don't, I, like soon as I found out that you were like a hardcore Trump supporter, like my whole vagina dried up like the Sahara, like forever. Like I don't, I, I like can't trust my vagina ever again. Cause it, it found someone like you attractive and his friend laughs and he was like, yeah, I love Trump. And I was like, why? And you know, he said all the same idiotic bullshit about uh, gas prices and how great the economy was doing when Trump wasn't. I'm like, Oh my God, I just don't, and I, and I, you know, I, I, you know, I, of course, shut him down, shut him down, shut him down. And then he still was just like, Trump's my guy. And I love Rick Crusoe. And I was just like, dude, if you still support Donald Trump, you're either a fucking idiot. Like you're either like very stupid because you can't like critically think or like look outside of whatever news box you watch, probably Fox News. Like you, like you're either extremely dumb or you're a bad human. Like there's like, and that's such a blanket statement, but I'm like, I stand by it, man. And his friend was like, I say this all the time. And I'm like, so please stop bragging that I have a, anyway. So you guys know my like on and off, you know, my, my, I don't know if sober curious is the right word. There's people that call about that where they're like sober curious. I just don't drink that much unless it's like, like tonight I'll probably, I'll have some wine at a dude's memorial. Um, I don't really want to get super drunk. Cause again, I'm going to see people that I haven't seen in like 15 years and I don't know who's all going to show up there. It's going to be fun slash maybe nerve wracking. I'm not sure. I have a dress too. And it's such a weird weather thing right now. Sorry guys. This, this podcast is going to be all over the place. I, it is four three thirty on Wednesday where the day it's supposed to come off. And I, I was like close to not putting another one out. And you know, and it's so funny when I, 
Um, I say it's so funny so often and it's never, whatever I'm saying is not going to be funny, but uh, you know what I mean? Not like, ha 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 funny, but like, it's so interesting. Cause like when I don't, Ooh, I just swallowed a bunch. I could hear it. Gross. Uh, that's the cool part about having a really good mic. Um, but you know, when I'm in, you know, not doing well mentally, uh, one week taking away from crawl space is self care. Uh, doing crawl space is self care, you know? So it's like, it's, so today I almost just didn't do crawl space and I was like, you know, I'm like, it's one hour. Um, who knows what the fuck's going to come out. Um, but yeah, so Cassie, I met her, I met Cassie, I'm going to say, yeah, five years ago, five years ago, it was like right before I met Jimmy the dragon, um, who maybe, did I mention that he may be at dude's memorial tonight, which if the funny thing is, is I don't really have an opinion about that either way. Like I don't, I thought I would be more freaked out about it and I like, don't care. I don't like be there. Don't be there. I don't care. Right. Um, there's going to be a whole lot of people that don't care for me. That's probably going to be there too, which is a weird thing to wrap your head around. But what are you going to do? You know, like I've said, like I've said in the, the lot of work I've done on myself in the last several years or whatever is just like, it's not my business what people think of me. So if Jimmy, the dragon's there. I, you know, I'll just be like, good to see you, man. You look good. Whatever he looks like, I'll just be like, you look good. Anyway, so I met Cassie right before I met Jimmy the Dragon. And I only know that because we started the Kim and Ken show like right after I, uh, Jimmy and I broke up. And so uh, we went to, I, I was invited to Porto's, which is like a, oh, this is, I've, I've realized recently, and I wonder if I'm similar to Debbie Downer. I don't think I'm like Debbie Downer, but there are a lot of things that humans love that I just don't get or love. And Porto's man is one of them. I don't know. It's fine. It's just like, no, it reminds me of Del. I don't like delis or like diners. They remind me of the Jehovah's witnesses when I was like a kid and we'd go to diners after. And I, I don't know. There's just like something, there's just something about it that just creeps me out. I don't know why. No offense if you're a Jehovah's witness, I guess. Um, but I, I guess, uh, it has nothing to do with them. It just like reminds me of this, the weird, like middle of nowhere hillbilly eating like a dried country fried steak covered in gravy that probably came out of a fucking, you know, uh, tin foil, tin foil, like a can, you know what I mean? Like it just, so they all, they always just, but anyways, we go to Porto's. I don't know what I ate. Everything is like a delicatessen sandwich with soup. I don't know. I don't, it freaks me out. Um, and, and so, uh, and, and I was invited by, I'm, I, I think Chris Cope, who is a really funny comedian. And if you haven't heard of him, you should look him up. All the guys I'm about to mention, you should look all of them up. They're all very funny humans. Um, and yeah, it was like Porto's with like five really fucking funny dudes that I'm like really proud that I get to be friends with. And they also think I'm a funny human. You know what I mean? And um, so I show up. And there is this girl there is broad and she and I sit next to each other. Her name's Cassie, Cassie Ding. And, uh, you know, she's like, yeah, I know all the, I know all comics. She's like, I'm a comedy manager. I'm a lawyer. And I just, I know all the comedians. And so we like sat there and we were like, like, how the fuck don't we know each other? Cause like we were, we're, we're close to everybody at this lunch. Right. And it's like, how do we not know each other? And we got each other's, um, phone numbers and, she was just kind of the, the person that like, she just, you know, immediately was like, oh, we're friends and we'll be friends forever. Um, 
And, you know, usually you meet somebody like that at a lunch and you get the phone number. I mean, there's been, there's countless people that I've gotten phone numbers and I swear up and down, we'll make time for each other. And it doesn't always happen, you know, and this broad, this Brad, she uh, messaged me or she texted me like a few days later and asked if I wanted to be on a show. She's like, I, I produce a show at Dash Radio. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and you know, it was right down the street from my apartment. And she's like, do you want to come be on that? And I'm like, sure. So I get there and, and, uh, it, and there's no Dash comedy yet, but I get there and, you know, it's a couple comics, some dancer and then another comic I know. It's so funny. The other, I won't mention what his name is because it's so funny. I slept with this guy and I've slept with a few comedians in my day. In my day, I've slept with a few comedians. Um, that's such a weird way. I take it a lover, such a weird way to say it. But, um, and some of them are like, I don't want anybody to know that this happened. And I'm like, bro, I'm not particularly proud of it either. And then there's some that are like, I don't know, uh, Craig Lowe was on um, the Kim and Ken show and I wasn't sure, uh, you know, he's fucking hilarious. Look him up. I think he just had a movie come out, but he was on and years ago, like when I first started doing comedy, we slept together years ago. Like when we first met, right? Like we're old friends, but he's on the Kim and Ken show. And you know, with those, I never know, you know, I'm never... I don't like when we had guests that I, that I had sex with, <laughs> I think he might've been the only one that I had had sex with. But like, I was like, I knew he had like a really serious girlfriend. I think they're engaged now. So like, I didn't say anything. Like I wasn't like, Oh, banged him. But as soon as we go live, he goes, Kim crawl. And I fucked. Does everyone in this room know that? And I'm like, well, and we're off and running. Um, it was so funny too. Cause we both talk about how bad it was just cause I was hammered. We were nervous. It was weird. We were friends. Um, so fucking funny. But this one guy was on, on the, this dash show that Cassie asked me to be on. And he like beforehand, like pulled me aside and was like, I don't want to tell people we fucked. And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't want to tell people we fucked either, but like probably for very different reasons. Um, but so we did the show and it was fun and it was funny and it was great. And then I ran into Cassie at the comedy store like three days later and she goes, we're starting a new station at the, at the uh, dash. We're doing a comedy station. Uh, I think you should do a show. And I was like, really? And I remember being so freaked out. I am, I'm dealing with, I think I've told, I think I started and told you guys this already, but I'm dealing with some pretty hardcore imposter syndrome. I am looking into getting into therapy because I'm pretty positive this imposter syndrome that I guess is like crazy common uh, is something that's derailed a lot of my career. I might talk about it next episode because this episode is going to be all about death. Uh, just kidding. Not all about death, but I, I have it. I have it. I have a plan normally when I record, you know, uh, but, um, all about death. It might be, I'm sorry. Uh, um, I'll probably tell some stories about dude and then Cassie. I have three pop pop squats. I have three poop scoops in the queue that are not mine that were sent to me by you guys. And I just don't know how to express to you how much they're making my days. Um, I haven't read any of them. As you know, I don't read them until I, I get them live. So I have like a real time reaction, but I just, you know, who you are, if you've already sent it in, uh, thank you. Especially this last week has just been so hard. I am so sad. I can't even, I can't even like, I like after my friend and Henry passed away, um, in August and in, in July, 
I just haven't been able to not be like the saddest girl. And I'm just so fucking sad, man. And people just keep dying. So like, I don't know. I was somewhere when I got one of these um, poop scoops in an email, I was somewhere and some really sad shit was going on. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we were talking about one of the dead people. I have no idea, but something sad was going on. And and uh, it's really, it's, it's so funny though. It, it goes to show you that you remember the good stuff more than the bad, you know, cause I don't remember what sad thing was happening, but I do remember that an email came through. It was one of your poop scoops and I literally, my whole face lit up and I showed my friend I was with and I was like, someone just sent me a poop story. <laughs> like I just made my whole day. So thank you for sending them in. I have three in the queue, so I'm not going to, uh, you know, so the next, over the next three episodes, I will, I'll be sending those over, but, um, I will, I will talk about next up next week. I will talk about my hardcore imposter syndrome. Cause dude, it is fucking debilitating. So I have this thing where, you know, so Cassie asked me if I want to do a show at Dash and I sit on it for like a day and a half because I'm like, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough, not funny enough. You know, all that stuff that your fucking brain that you you grew up being told that thing. So you have that tape on repeat over and over again. It's telling me and um, by you, I mean me. I don't know if you have it. I'm working on it, man. And it's a whole new level of just I am so tired um, of working on my stuff. But, I, you know, I think... I don't know. I don't, I think if when we stop working on ourselves and we stop trying to be better, um, at least for me, you know, when I stop, you know, trying to get to know myself better, become a better person or, you know, work through my bullshit. Like when I stop doing that, I'll be dead. You know, like it's part of the whole thing. It's part of the journey of being this human, you know, peeling apart the onion. Um, I sound drunk. I'm not. Uh, I do need to eat though. Man, uh, one of the things about uh, Kim Crawl when she's sad, she doesn't eat. I'm not hungry ever. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So I like sat on it thinking, you know, all the tapes, you know, like you're not funny enough. You'll never be good enough. And Ken Gar and I had just started becoming good friends. Um, you know, we'd known each other for years at this point probably five years or something like that. Yeah. Cause this was like late 2017 and I met Ken in early 2013. And so what is that? Four and a half years, whatever. So five, almost five years. Um, and we, we had started, we started like becoming, we started to get close. Um, and he, it was really fun. We talked about this a lot on, not a lot, but we brought it up a bunch of times on the Kim and Ken show. Ken did this thing that I just like really appreciated when we first became friends. Um, he took me to a show that he was on and he, he, got me a guest spot, a show up, up, uh, North. I don't know, Valencia, maybe I have no idea somewhere. And, um, he took me up there and we, uh, yeah. And we, we just had a fucking blast. We just had a, a great time. I just, it, I went somewhere else. I just realized my buddy who lives in Valencia, I haven't heard from in a while. And I feel like I should, I don't know. I'm learning not to take shit personally because most of the time it's not. Nothing's personal. You know what I mean? Even if it feels personal, it's not personal. Um, but like we just had a great time and Ken and I have a, a great time together, right? We laugh and we, we just, you know, we, 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 I know we had, we've had some tough times in the last few years, but like we, we have a really good time together. So we laughing all the way there, laughing all the way back. Like, I mean, laughing and singing and just having, I don't know if we sang, but in my head, the memory in my head is that we were singing in his car and I don't know what we would sing, but I don't think Ken and I ever sang together. But in my head, my, the, the way I remember the memory is we were singing. Um, but I want you to know that I know that that's probably not how it went down. Uh, but, and he did this thing. So he, you know, he drops me off at my car and he, he gets out to give me a hug. And then he stops. He looks at me and he goes, what are we doing here? 
And I go, what? He goes, what is this? What's your, like, do you want to, are you like, just want to be friends or do you want to, are you hoping to get to know me and date me? Like, I just, he's like, honestly, I just have a lot of anxiety and I just don't want to like sit around for the next couple of weeks, like curious to what your intentions are. So I'd rather just fucking ask. And I like stared at him. Cause like no guy is ever that like, I'm that blunt, but most people aren't that blunt. Right. Cause it's like, I, I don't know. Most people, I get, I don't know. I really appreciate it. I thought about it for a minute and I was like, you know, man, I think I just want a friendship. And he's like, cool. And there was no like, all right. There was no, like, it literally was him just wondering where, like, he just was like, I just want to know. And if you're, if your mind isn't in like, let's date, then, you know, I will turn that off. And if it is in that date, then I will, you know, go from there myself. Like, it's not like he was like sitting around pining, but he was just like, what is this? And we, so we, we got this like good friendship and I text him and I was like, Hey, do you want to pitch a show? And he knew Cassie, of course. And I was like, do you want to pitch? Because everybody knew Cassie. Everybody. And it is true. This is a devastating thing that's happened. Like The guy who wrote the evasive message on Monday night is absolutely correct. Uh, it was... It was, it is devastating to the comedy community. And also Brian Marino too, um, was also a big fixture in it. And then a guy in, in uh, the Reno comedy scene, uh, I didn't know him, but a lot of friends, I, I, a lot of friends of mine were close to him. Um, he took his own life just a few days ago and it's being a comic is really hard. <laughs> um, not just like the regular stage shit, you know, but, um, our own demons. We have, um, ever, you know, com com comedians, like it's like the sad clown, you know, um, you know, the picture with the clown with the tear coming down. Uh, I realized that my new setup, um, once I get all these on YouTube is I'm really close to the screen. So I might have to change that around cause I don't like that. Um, but I, I, uh, the sad clown, you know, and I've said it before on here and I'll probably say it a hundred more times, but like comics, you know, my cousin asked me, my cousin asked me recently, you know, God, our last year when, you know, another comic died and she was like, how does this, how, you, how do you know so many people? How many, how do you know so many dead people? And the comedy, like comics, we get sober, we get help or we, or we die. And and this guy on Facebook that I didn't know, um, I read the post. He wrote this post about how he had taken a hundred pills and that he was either going to die or go into coma. And then I guess he, uh, uh, like, you know, uh, like 200 people were like, where are you? What the fuck? And so then he panicked, drove himself to the emergency room and didn't make it. And it's just, I, I'm just so sad. I'm just so sad. Um, and so, yeah, Ken and I, we, we, uh, pitched the show cause of course he knew Cassie and he, we pitched the show and then, you know, the rest is history and, uh, crawl space probably would have never come about if it weren't for that. Cause I didn't, you know, I, and, and she, she was just there and just so supportive and lovely and funny and strong. And, and, you know, a lot of people, uh, you don't want to talk about it, but when I talk about, you know, drugs or alcohol is one of the things that took, uh, is the reason for all of the people I've lost in the last several months, um, in some connection or another, um, fentanyl that is, uh, fentanyl. If you don't know, um, 
It's the, it's so funny to me because I don't know how anyone wouldn't know about it because fentanyl, they're cutting cocaine with fentanyl. It's the thing I believe that killed Michael Jackson and also Prince. But I think, I don't know much about it, but I know a tiny, tiny dose of it is very lethal um, and not right. But it's it can be regulated by a doctor, I believe. Don't quote me on this. I actually have no idea. But I know that uh, um, Michael Jackson had a doctor have him on it, but I, I think, actually, I don't know that, but I, I believe that now I'm in circles. Like if I don't know something for a fact, I, I would like hammer and ha, but fentanyl and it's just, it's just so heartbreaking. Um, Cause it's not like uh, Cassie was in uh, Hawaii celebrating her birthday the night before. And uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm 99% sure that's what it was. Um, and fentanyl and there, you know, we've lost, I'm going to say a dozen comics this year to fentanyl. And it's just one, you do a little bit of Coke and it's got a little bit of that in it and you die. And it's heartbreaking. It's been, you know, a week and I, I've been around comics, the ones that love that drug and the stories they will concoct in order to keep doing that drug when people, when it's so clear that, it just shouldn't. And I just found out what Narcan is. Um, I thought it was something to test your drugs to see if there was fentanyl in it, but I guess not. It's, it revives you if you have a fentanyl overdose. Um, uh, bar I go to a bunch, uh, the owner and I were talking a couple of days ago and, uh, he, he showed me, he's like, yeah, I have a whole stockpile of Narcon, 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 Narcon. I'm saying it wrong, but, uh, he's like, yeah, I've had somebody completely like, like, what is it? Zero out, like die on my floor and in the bar. And I've had to revive him with this. And so that's why they're like being like, don't do your drugs alone and keep that handy. And it's just, it's so sad. Cause you hear that. And it's just like, well, why don't not just do like, I mean, there's a guy I, you know, uh, I'm hemming and hawing again. There's a, a comic posted a thing about don't do Coke anymore. You're not cool. You can't handle your shit. You don't know your drug dealer. And it's true. Cause like the one story I've heard the most is, well, I know my drug dealer. Well, do you know his drug dealer? And what about his drug dealer? Like your drug dealer is not sitting in their house, like testing all the drugs before they send it out. Like what? And, and so we put, made that post and I shared it. And this dude who I love, but has a hard time staying in his lane, uh, messaged me. It was like, this is really insensitive to people with addiction problems. And it made me so fucking angry. I was like, dude, I've lost a, a bunch of people recently to fentanyl, like stay in your fucking lane. Also, you don't know my story around addiction. And then he didn't respond, which I appreciated. I, you know, I would rather have appreciated like, sorry, I will stay in my lane. Just stay in your fucking lane. Um, it's just so heartbreaking. It's just so fun and so senseless. Ah, it's just so senseless. I met dude when I was 25 and he was the, I don't know, he's this, his nickname was dude. So imagine, you know, what kind of shit show of a human that guy is. And that guy was in the most loving way. Like when I say shit show, I, I mean that in the most loving way. Um, when I first met him, I first started working at Big Wang's and I definitely didn't party the way these people did. So every time I got drunk, I, uh, I got real drunk. Right. And I remember one time, uh, dude and I didn't talk for like, I don't know, like a year or something when I first started at big wings. Cause I, 
I, uh, I got drunk and I punched him in the kidney <laughs> and I laugh about this now. Cause you know, it's such a blimp in our history, but like we always talked about, it. he's like, yeah, if you knew dude, he had this high pitched voice when he got really passionate about something, he's like, get me in the kidney, get me in the kidney. What was I supposed to do? And I, you know, I was drunk and young and I didn't know that that was his kidney or how strong I was. So I just walked up to this guy that I barely knew and I hit him in the kidney and he told me to fuck off for six months. And then one time, which really sucked because he was so loved and every and he loved everyone. And I was like, I think I'm the only person in history that guy hates. I know that that's not true because I, you know, became good friends with him later. But like, and so one time we're at, you know, like six months after the incident, the incident, we're at a ugly Christmas sweater party. I took a sip of water. Sorry. Um, sorry for needing hydration. Um, Sometimes you think about the things that you apologize for. Uh, an ugly Christmas sweater party that was thrown by this guy named Phil, which is so funny because this house that he threw it for like years is literally a half a block from me now. Um, and it was the parking there was so hard. And now I have permits to park there. It's just really funny. And it, I think it's been burnt down or something. I don't know. I do my walks by it a lot. That's not neither here nor there, but it looks like it's super abandoned now. But we used to have these that like Phil used to have these big parties there and he had an ugly a Christmas sweater party every year. And once one year after the incident, uh, I, you know, it's funny how your memory remembers things. Cause I remember, you know, it was a crowded room and then suddenly there was like a, like it, the crowd parted and right down the middle, dude and I were just standing there across the room from each other, making solid eye contact. Right. And I'm sure it didn't part. Like I'm picturing a parted, like, you know, like the red sea. That's not, that's a thing. Um, but that might not be an appropriate thing to say, uh, but like parted, you know what I mean? Like I picture it parting like that. And it probably wasn't really like that. We just probably made eye contact from the other side of the room and he waved and I looked behind me and I looked the other side behind me and I was like me. And he goes, yeah, you. And I'm like, what? And I like reluctantly waved because this dude hated me for like uh, six months and like was real not quiet about it. And I was like, I wave and I look at both sides and he's like, um, he waves me over. I'm like, you want me to come over? And he's like, yeah, get over here. So I walk over and he's just like, hey man, I overreacted. I'm really sorry. And then we were, you know, good friends for the next, God, what, 14 years? Uh, he used to call, um, and leave a voicemail or I'd run into him. And our inside joke was always, what a joke, what a joke. And I couldn't remember where that was from. I figured it had to, he was good friends with Jimmy the dragon. Um, and, uh, he helped me through that breakup quite a bit. Cause I, I was just beside myself and, you know, I'd call dude and he would, you know, always answer. And a lot of times he was like, you two love each other, get back together. And I think it's just cause he wanted us to hang out again <laughs> and, uh, like hang out like the three of us, like we did when Jimmy and I were together. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so one night we went out and you guys know, it, it's dawned on me recently that a lot of my friends, if, you know, if this podcast one day like blows up, like massively blows up, a lot of my friends that I use by their first names did not sign up to be characters on my podcast. So I, you know, it's probably too late for me to be thinking about this, but you know, my best friend, Katie, I'm going to do it anyway. You know, my best friend, Katie, um, her and dude, she and dude were really, really close, like really, really close. Um, and, uh. One night, dude and I went out and we got in this weird, you know, he was like, you know, Katie, I'm Katie's best friend. 
And I was like, sure you are. And he's like, no, I am Katie's best friend. <laughs> and I was like, nah, uh, you know, whatever. And then we got in this like drunken, like silly, half kidding argument over who was Katie's best friend. And, uh, you know, at the end of the night, I go home, whatever. And Katie gets a call. He calls her at like 4 a.m. And he's like, Kim Crawl thinks that you, that you're, that she's your best friend. She just told me that she thinks that you two are closer than you and I are. And then he was like, what a joke. And I hung up and I just, I'm really sad. I'm sad. I'm sad that these, these great humans keep dying, you know? And I'm sad because it seems so preventable, but it's, you know, I was talking today with a friend of mine that I, I work my ACA program with and we were talking about mental health and getting help for mental health. And we were, and, and, you know, as I've said, I've been looking for a therapist and it's, it's, they just, you have to like fucking almost insane advocate for yourself in order to get help. And we were talking about the questionnaire. It's funny. She goes, she goes, when you get to the questionnaire, we both have the same insurance. Um, we're both with Kaiser, which, you know, I have a love hate relationship with. Uh, she's like, you know, when you get to the questionnaire, um, uh, call me. And I was like, I already know how it works. Uh, you, you can't tell them you want to open your wrists in a bathtub, but you got to make it seem like you're close to doing it, but not close enough to being 5150. But if you're not close enough to doing it, then they're not going to think you need help. Like, it's like you have to like toe the line between like, don't get 5150 because if you say the wrong thing, you're fucked forever. Like insurance wise, it's always on your record, whatever. But like, don't downplay it. But like the weird and it's just so fucked up the amount of people that are just in so much pain. And that's that's only in like our society. Like I can't even like wrap my head around what's going on in different parts of the world right now. And I'm sitting here being like, oh, my silly little depression. Not that I'm negating that, but I'm just saying like it's just so hard to be a human. It's just so hard. And sometimes it's less hard and sometimes it's extra hard. I saw this tweet where this woman said she was at the store with her six-year-old and these two people were getting like fighting in the aisle about something ridiculous. And the six-year-old looked at her and she goes, this is the last time I come to earth. And I love that so much because that's my spiritual belief. I think we've all, we all come back. I think, you know, I think we're spiritual beings having a fucking human experience and, you know, we come back multiple times and, that's just, that's the closest thing I've found with my, my spiritual belief, you know, take what you like, leave the rest. But I love that. Cause it is like, I've been here before. I know I'm not new here, but man, is it hard sometimes? Oh man, is it hard sometimes? So yeah, I have, uh, I have, I have a, a memorial tonight. I'm going to shave my legs after this. And then I am, I'm going to head on down there. Uh, the things you like worry about, you know, um, none of it matters. Uh, yeah. And, oh, here's a fun update. And I don't even know. I think this dude started listening to this and, um, which I, I little does everyone know that I have a thing like my podcast, the, the, the software I use to put out my podcast tells me what parts of the world my podcast is most listened to. And the idea behind it is when like I start touring, which hopefully I'll do next year. Um, I can look in different parts of the country and be like, Oh, I have a lot of, I have a lot of listeners in like bend Oregon, you know, I'll, I'll make sure I'll go to bend Oregon. So that's the idea around it. But 
I don't think this Jackoff knows. I, uh, <laughs> uh, so remember the guy that I spent the better part of 2020 and a lot of 2021 being sad about. And then I was supposed to, you know, the episode, if you're new here, I, I had an episode called, uh, have a nice flight asshole. Um, well, I decided to reach out to him after I found out that Cassie had passed away and you know, the reasoning behind it. And I don't regret it at all. I don't regret it. And I, you know, um, when I, I had, you know, I've lost a lot of humans in the last several months, including Henry. I know he wasn't a human, um, but you know what I mean? I've lost a lot, a lot in the last several months. And one of them was somebody I had a relationship with um, for a long time. Uh, he's the one that I kind of keep close to my chest that I don't talk about much, but uh, that I have been very vague about. Um, and, you know, he and I had a bad ending and then we got to have a, good ending. You know, it was a really bad ending and then it was all okay. We got back, like it became okay. Like, like I'm going to say a month before he passed away. I just did like, I've always said it'll always be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. And I really believe that. And so I, you know, I've been thinking about this guy, you know, we call him Seattle. I've been thinking about Seattle a lot in the last few months because he did mean so much to me, you know, and and though it was a complicated and bizarre relationship, it was an important one to me. And it was an important one where I, you know, I grew and I learned a lot about myself and learned about like what I want and what I don't want and what's tolerable and what's not, and, you know, like boundaries and walking away and take, like I learned so much from what I had with this person. And it made me sad that the, like the last words we spoke was me calling him an asshole and then doing a whole podcast about how I thought he was an asshole. Um, you know, it's so funny. Cause like I, you know, people tell me they're, they're starting to listen to my podcast. I'm like, Oh, I think I had an episode where I talked about you. Uh, but I don't, but it's it, it, like, I've never, I, I don't, if I do talk trash, I don't say people's names and they're not people that I like have that would listen to my podcast, you know, but I like look at it and you know that part in Alice in Wonderland, I think when, uh, I think it's the caterpillar like asks who she is and she's like, I hardly know, sir. I've changed so much since yesterday. And that's, that's just how I feel about all the time. God, all the time. I'm just constantly changing, which I guess is the good, something good, but it's, it's a, it's, you know, it's. And so when I made that episode, I was completely different and I was angry and I was shattered and I, and I, and you know, I wouldn't do it in this current Kim crawl, but you know what? I might do it in a four months from now, Kim crawl. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I, 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 I've changed so much since yesterday. And so I just reached out to him because so many people have been passing and he's been on my mind. And I just was like, Hey man, you know, it may be too late. It may be weird. It may be, you know, I don't know, but I don't like not having you in my life or not, or having like this negative energy between you and I, and like not being able to just like some days just message and be like, how are you? What's new? You know, when something pops in my head, like, you know, we got Russell Wilson and he's from Seattle. And like, you know, if we were friends, we could be talking shit about how much Russell Wilson sucks. God, if I have to hear him say, let's roll or let's ride or whatever the fuck he says, the Broncos are so bad. We have a really good defense though. Um, but you know, whatever I wrote that. And then he wrote back immediately, which like, I just, I've talked to Ken a lot about this actually. And Ken's like, that guy is a sociopath. Like he, he's a psychopath. Uh, he responds 
And he tells me that, you know, I've been on his mind and he'd like to make an amends to me. And if you're not aware, um, you know, and, and you know, if you're not in a 12 step world and you're making an amends, you don't usually say, I need to make an amends. You just make the amends, but he both knows we're both in a 12 step world. So he's like, I need to make an amends. And so it was like, cool. He's like, I don't want to do it in a text. Can we do it on a call? And I was like, I'd rather do it in video. I, I kind of shut down on a phone call. I do better face to face in terms of like talking this kind of stuff on a phone call. I just, I, you know, I know who I am. And he's like, absolutely. hundred percent. I definitely owe you an amends quote. These are quotes. And he's like, you know, we're, we're going to do it Wednesday or two, Thursday. He has a flight. He's like, I'll let you know. God, you would think I would get used to this guy just vanishing. This guy has vanished on me. Like I'm going to say a hundred times. Not really. Like literally seven times, literally seven times. And he always comes back and, and, and I don't know when he'll come back this next time, but I, I really grateful that he, so Wednesday comes, Thursday comes, I don't hear from him. And I, you know, I'm like, I'll give him a few days. And then I wait till Saturday and I message. So I don't know when this took place. It could have taken place on when it could have taken place the next day. Um, on Saturday, I message him and I just said, you know, you would think I would get used to your disappearing act. And I, yesterday I went to look to see if he responded and he has blocked me on everything. He was like, I owe you an amends. Then I'm going to block you. And it's just... I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's painful. And it goes back to the, like, it feels personal, but it's not personal. Like it feels so personal. And like how my, the first wave of my brain, um, they say, you know, you pick up the first, like with an alcoholic, you uh, don't pick up the first drink, um, with, with codependency or people, you know, grew up the way I grew up, um, and dysfunction. Don't pick up the first think. So the first thought that pops in my head is usually the old thoughts or my father's thoughts or the critical parent. You know what I mean? The first one. And if you don't pick that up and you wait until you listen to your recovery or the, yeah, the recovery that you've been through, whether if it's in therapy or 12 step or whatever, but your first thought is always, I operate under the assumption that I must be bad or wrong or not enough. And that was the first thought. If I hadn't said X, Y, and Z, maybe he wouldn't have left and I didn't pick up that thought because it was like, it feels personal. I know, but it's not, it's not personal. And I don't, I, there's very few things that actually are personal. Most people are operating from, you know, most people are operating from their own projections and insecurities and, and, you know, I don't know if I would use the word sociopath and I think maybe Ken is right. Um, because I think I made up a person two, almost three years ago, I made up who I thought this person was and I made up who I wanted him to be and who I needed him to be. And, and, you know, he's inconsistent and he's untrustworthy. He lies, he disappears. He does all these things that like feel comfortable to me because that's what I grew up in. And today I'm doing it differently, but like, it's still the chaos of that all is still comforting, still makes me go seek out like someone like his, comfort in, in a time that I need to be comforted. And, you know, when I saw that he had blocked me, my stump, like my heart dropped, you know, it hurt. But then I was like, this is good. Like the universe is doing for me what I've not been able to do for myself in three years. This guy keeps coming back and I keep letting him and I block him. I unfriend him. I do all those things. And maybe 
this is exactly, and it, and it's, you know, and that's going to be this week's I'm one lucky broad. I am one lucky broad that even though sometimes I'm kicking and screaming while it's happening, the universe so often, the world so often does for me what I can't do for myself. And I'm grateful for that, especially today, especially when I'm dealing with all this grief, so much grief, man. I'm just so sad. And that's okay. There's a lot of people that are trying, you know, when you're sad like this and their their heart's in the right place, they want to make you not sad. Just don't be sad. Use this and do this. And here are other reasons and ways not to be sad. And it's like, well, you know, like they say, you got to feel it to heal it, man. <laughs> I hate it, but it's so true. You got to feel it and you got to be sad. And like, you know, it's like we live in a society that tells us that these sad and anger are like bad emotions and they're not. They're human emotions. I'm having human emotions. I have lost, I can only think of six off the top of my head since July. And that makes me feel bad because I think there's like two more that I can't think of right now. And I'm kind of happy that my brain has like made me forget about those because I am compartmentalizing, man. But like, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of loss. And it's okay to just be sad. And I'm grateful that dude, blocked me. I'm grateful that dude blocked me. And if you are listening, man, just stay that way. You know, we tried, we, we tried and some people just aren't meant to be in your life. You know, Oh, I'm going to go to this memorial. I am trying not to. I'm so raw today. I'm crying at everything. And there's only one more episode of The Walking Dead left. And I don't know how I'm going to handle it. I don't. I just watched the second to the last episode. And I like that. Like I only, I had like 30 minutes left. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, so, you know, more, more, more tears to come, friends. Um, but, you know, I, I do want to say before I do the poop scoop, uh, I am sad but I'm okay. You know, I'm gutted. I'm fucking gutted, but I'm, I'm going to be okay. You know, there wasn't a, there was a time in my life that all this loss would have happened and I wouldn't have been okay. You know, opening my wrist in a bathtub would have been the very first option. And I've done a lot of work around that. And I'm so grateful I have because I want to be here, man. I want to be here for a long time. I hope to be 90, 95. I want to be one of those little, well, I'll be a big, tall lady, which, you know, I, I came to grips a long time ago. If you are tall, you are not a cute old lady. Like they're the old ladies that are tall. They're a little creepy. The little old ladies are the cute ones. And no offense. If you're a tall old lady, I think you probably know what I'm talking about. I don't know. When, when I was like 21 years old, my, my oldest friends and I, she, He's like six one. We were at us. We were at the mall shopping, and this like six foot lady who was like I don't know. She was like ninety. She had like and she like was on our level, and she's like, "You guys look just like I did when I was a little girl." And we both were like, "Yee!" Uh, and if that, if, I don't know. I'm so worried about offending everyone when I know I'm not saying anything super offensive. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm lucky. I'm grateful. Like if you if you are in a spot where you are, you're sad, you're just sad, or you're, you know, working through mental illness. I've walked through fire to get to this point. And it's different than it was years ago when I was going through like similar, like massive grief, right? I lost a bunch of people in 2018. And, you know, I was just like, well, jump off a building. And I did a bunch of work around it. And now here I am just really, really sad, but I know I'm going to be okay. 
I'm, I was going to quote Alanis Morissette. Sorry. I'm sad, but I'm happy. <laughs> um, something, but I'm kind. Um, all right, let's do the poop scoop. I'm having a hard time picking it. So I'm just going to go with the order I got it in. Um, all right. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I will. Okay. Once again, if you send me your poop scoop, send it to Kim crawlspace at gmail.com. K Y M K R A L S P A C E at gmail.com. Um, and if you don't want me to say your name, uh, just tell me. Right. And if you, and if anywhere in here, you don't say anything about your name, like in the paragraph, I will never, ever, your anonymity is, is with, is, you know, is sacred to me. I'd rather get your funny fucking stories than, you know, jeopardize anybody. But if you do, like I had a guy from TikTok send me a great story, like a week and a half or a week and a half, like two months ago. And, uh, and he was like, my name, I can't remember his name now. Fuck. I'm so bad at that. But he's like, my name's so-and-so and I'm fucking proud of it. You know what I mean? So just so you know, I will never ever use your name unless in here you say, I'm cool with you using my name. All right. Also send me while you're one lucky broad. No one's ever done that before, but I would love to have a segment where we read why people are grateful. So, um, please send that to me. Uh, here we go. And my favorite thing is, is too, is in the, the subject, you all write poop scoop with an exclamation point. And it makes my whole fucking, it just makes my whole day, guys. I'm so sad right now. So you sending me these, I cannot tell you how happy I am. All right, here we go. Here we go. I've never, God, I love it. I've never shit myself as an adult that I can recall. No worries though. I've ruined lives with dumps. What? I've ruined lives with dumps. You know, the hover thing, like hold on to the seat. So as to not touch your butt to it on a school trip, I did this and my angle was off. Oh no. I took an absurdly long dump. The literal turd snaked <laughs> around the top of the seat. What? How does that even happen? It was fucking insane. It looked inhuman. Oh my God. There was no plunger or anything to knock it in with. The bathroom was full of students. So I snuck out undetected. That is impressive. Cause that's the, in these stories, you have to sneak out, especially if you're a student, you'll never ever live that down as a kid. Okay. The popular kids found it. Oh no. The, the popular kids found it and blamed an ugly girl. They ripped her to fucking pieces. Oh man. But you, you, I get it. You gotta, you, I'd feel bad. I'd feel bad about it, but they already hated me so much. This happened. This happened again at a theater. My, what, what kind of, what are you eating? Uh, my mom was talking to the janitor going over cleaning horror stories. I looked and fuck, fuck, fuck. I washed my hands and tried to rush out. The lady went to clean and she screamed. I'd given up the practice of hovering. I can't ruin any more lives this way. This is amazing. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Like. You do feel bad a little bit about the ugly girl, but that's just sort of the breaks in high school. The popular kids are just mean to anybody that's different. And you, and I get it. I would have been like, yeah, I'm totally fine with her taking the blame over this. Right. For sure. For sure. Oh my God. I want to know what you're eating. That's making this perfect snake go around the toilet. That's amazing. Also, anyone who's able to hover and shit like your concentration and leg muscles are just I almost went chef's kiss, but that is, I do mean that. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Oh, I love the poop scoop. Please send me your poop scoops, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, 
hopefully next week it will be a little bit less sad. I'll talk, I'm going to talk about imposter syndrome because I've been dealing with that a lot and maybe, you know, maybe we can get some more people sending me stuff about that. If you have any, if you have any, anything about imposter syndrome, whatever, we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, I got to shave my legs to put on a dress to go say goodbye to a friend that passed away too soon. Um, take care of each other. Uh, you know the drill. I, I, I got some new Patreons and I so appreciate it. Um, I will be sending you out information soon. Information. There's not anything you need that's info. It's basically like, thank you. Here's a picture of me in a bikini, um, <laughs> which I think I'm going to just move to every Patreon because I have so many of those stupid pictures. Uh, but yeah, I have a Patreon and thank you so much. I've gotten a, bu- a bunch of new uh, subscribers and it just means the absolute world to me. Uh, and uh, there will be a new episode of The Crawling Up in a couple of days. Um, as you know, I've been I've been a little occupied with the grieving, but that is not an excuse. I will get that out. I've recorded it. It's with Maggie Mayfield. It's fucking amazing. She's amazing. Um, and then, you know, the monthly podcast with Jeff May, uh, which I was on a podcast recently and the guy knows Jeff May, Kyle Clark, and he's like, and listen to it. It's called uh, The Rad Podcast, I think. Um, he's like, he's like, what a weird format that you guys have a paywall, but we want, we're trying to figure out things to do for our patrons anyway. Yeah. So there's Patreon. Uh, thank you for all the support. Um, I'm going to be back on TikTok soon. I know I've taken a hard breather, but I will be back there soon. Uh, I think that's it, everybody. Um, just take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. You know, don't do your drugs alone. And if you do need to do drugs, reach out. I know I have so many resources and I have so many friends and programs and ways to help you not, it's just not worth your life. You know, um, it's not, and not all, not everyone has died of fentanyl, by the way. Um, that was just, uh, the rumor with a few of them, but, uh, you know, just, just take care of yourselves. Just if you need help, reach out or maybe don't wait until I, I don't know. It's a weird way to end the podcast, but I'm working through it, man. Uh, thank you for being here while I do so. And uh, thank you for listening while I'm imperfect. You know, uh, I love you all. Be kind. Be safe. Talk to you soon. Bye. Trust me. Trust me.